Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Hello and welcome to the first episode of The Mo Show. I've got my very, very good friend and uh, first guest on The Mo Show, Mr. Mohammed Maharrak. Welcome. Wow, where do we start? I've known, uh, I've known my, uh, my guest for about 15 years now. We, uh, we met in Dubai in 2005. Uh, all of a sudden, that's 15 years ago. But um, obviously, into you, uh, you know, you were born and raised in uh, in Jeddah. I believe your uh, your father migrated from the south of Saudi Arabia, Jizan. Yes, he did. Uh, how old were you? Did you ever live in the south, or was it me or my dad? You, you. No, you I, I was born and raised in Jeddah. Okay. Until uh, 17, graduated high school here, and mm-hmm. then moved to uh, the UAE. To pursue uh, for university, study. yeah. Do, do you look back at childhood over here, uh, and you know, being a schoolboy fondly? Is it something you uh, you miss? Um, my childhood was a very happy one. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved living in Jeddah. I loved my friends. Jeddah was much smaller uh, back then. Uh, you'd leave in the morning, going to school, and you'd know every single car around you. Uh, who's in it, who's going where. Uh, I miss those days. Um, I'm glad I had that experience. Um, Jeddah changed completely uh, from those days. But to sum it up, really, a very happy childhood. That's amazing. Alhamdulillah. Two sisters? Two sisters, Iman and Raha. Yeah. And, um, and then obviously when you moved, um, your sisters also moved to the UAE with you. So Iman was the first one. Yeah. Uh, my dad was... Uh, very against letting his kids, especially the female ones, uh, Jizani through Jizani, and through, yeah, yeah, to 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 go abroad. So to kind of uh, soften the blow, my mom said, "You know what? She can go to the UAE. It's very close." Mm-hmm. So she paved the way. Amazing. Uh, I was one of the people that uh, graduated in 2002. So you know, September 11 happened. Yeah. The states was on my mind. Um, it was very difficult back then, so uh, AUS was a natural yeah. uh, decision. So uh, Dubai, Dubai was uh, a good five, six, seven years for you, maybe mm-hmm. a bit more. Nine. Uh, and then you, uh, nine years, yeah. nine years, nine years. That's quite some time. Yeah. Um, and um, and then you made the m- the mother of all moves, didn't you? You went to New York City. Not New York. I went to Barcelona. Barcelona. Sorry, I jumped first. the gun. You went to Barcelona yeah. first, a city that is so close to your heart. Unreal. Unreal. I mean, you speak the damn language. You know, when when I first moved there, I've never been to Barcelona before. Okay. So I I literally landed with my luggage, moving there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went there to do my MBA. Um, had the time of my life. Had the opportunity to do my last semester in New York, and it's. It has been always been a dream. There's so much energy uh, in, in that city. It's, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. That's what a city is. Truly. I feel like there's a community from every country in, in like the five boroughs. Uh, Yemenis, okay? There's, a, there's an actual Mendi shop, the goat over rice that we love here. One has opened in New York City. The happy Yemeni. Is, is it that? Mm-hmm. I've been. No way, yeah, you yeah. did. Or the smiling Yemeni. One of those. One of those. You know, it's Moroccan has been popular there for the longest time. Like, it's a delicacy. Like One of the best uh, food carts uh, is Ooh. owned by Egyptians. Yeah. I don't remember the name. Falafel Brothers? Something. I might have just made that up. Not Falafel Brothers. Something. And it's rice and chicken Ooh. and local food. Like a kushari. Super good. Yeah. Super good. Your your mom's uh, is Egyptian, right? No. 
My mom's half Turkish. Half Turkish? Why yeah. do I keep forgetting that? I thought she was. But uh, she was born oh. and raised in Egypt and, ah. and Lebanon. All right. So she lived in. So both. you're not as a th- you're not as a thoroughbred Saudi as you portray yourself to be. Do I portray you look, that? You look like I mean, if you were to Google Saudi man, I look like that. Absolutely, definitely. Jizani man. It's it it. Sh- I think it's al ergat jizani al gawi. It's it's a is strong it, bloodline. Is it being the good looking one or a- absolutely? Yeah. Okay. I mean, just making I mean, sure. Stunning. Stunning. Hundred. <laughs> <Andre, laughs> you should see me. <laughs> Sh- uh, honestly, so basically, I left when I was seventeen. I came back, I think, at 28, 29. So I did a lot of growing up abroad on my own. You know, uh, you come, you see your parents and family and friends that live here uh, from time to time. Uh, when I moved back in 2013, it was like a big slap uh, on the face. I had my first panic attack. Having, uh, having moved back, that's when you experienced yeah. it. You know, you move back, you're in your old room. Yeah. As a teenager, you're like, okay, so I, I traveled all over the world and it brings me back to the starting point so it's kind of discouraging yeah. uh, at that point and uh, i i got anxiety i went through depression um all these feelings um but you know you you start realizing that it's actually not uh point zero you know it's it's starting something new yeah and this is when i decided after living i think two or three years with my parents again that i needed to move out I needed to have my own physical space, uh, my own mental space to start, uh, whether it's creating or thinking outside of that childhood room that you've been in, because it can be extremely limiting to be back with your parents. And, you know, parents uh, being parents are going to tell you, you know, where are you going? Um, When are you coming back? Uh, What are you going to do today? Out of love. But for you, it's like it's misinterpreted. Yeah, don't control my space my time yeah and i don't blame us because we've been you know on our own watch for 10 years yeah and we got used to that um and we've all experienced it's a, it's a very i, I think shuf yani, and this is a huge generalization yeah but i think us as arabs yani, ahna, we start understanding responsibilities uh end of 20s beginning of 30s as opposed to uh, you know, other nationalities where they take on responsibility very early on in life, much sooner. We, yeah, yeah we, we, Ani, we, we live through our twenties, uh, having fun, you know, silver spoon, and then we come to realize, okay, our life is gonna hit us hard, yeah. and I think that's what happened to me. So I told a friend that I'm coming to uh, uh, to a podcast, mm-hmm. and he asked me, "What's it about? Can you tell me?" Uh, in a nutshell, yeah. I um, so the idea came when in the middle of Corona, and I was like, okay, my day job consists of me working and thinking and doing everything in Arabic, mm. which is not my strength. Mm. English is my strength. When I'm on my own time, I think in English, I process things in English, and I've been following um, a guy who I think is, you know, one of the smartest guys out there. Very inspiring. Don't. Say it. It's not who you think I'm going to say. Okay. Naval. Okay. Okay. And Naval preaches that exercise your talents, uh, create your own job, yeah. work for yourself, stop building someone else's dream. Beautiful. Um, so it just was a light bulb moment in my mind. Um, and the West and the East 
basically everyone who's not from Saudi Arabia, has a different interpretation of our country. And they only hear about us from a political level and never from the man on the street. Yeah. I'm the man on the street in a language they can understand in an accent that they're comfortable hearing. And I realized that if, if I don't do it, okay, if I don't kind of bridge that, um, that gap or make that introduction where I have people, you know, who are regular people that go about their day, you know, they're running their own businesses, launching their businesses. Um, and I want the world to get a chance to hear from them, you know, in, in English. This is, you know, what we, what's going on in Saudi. And this is what we're up to. For example, you have started a couple of businesses in the last two years. Um, which, uh, is nothing short of genius. Um, you took some, you, you, I mean, you took a, um, a purchasing behavior that is so old school and, uh, almost just not important to anyone. Like you, you buy it as you would, you know, like a pen or a pencil, like anything will do, which is what you're wearing under what you're wearing, yeah. a white t-shirt and a paper thin tracksuit bottom is probably the best way I can describe it. Yeah. Um, you know, we'd go to these places. I'd go to a place like that every two or three years, all right? And I'll just get whatever's off the shelf. Yeah. And within a year, I'd have to replace it. But I wouldn't replace it because I can't be bothered to go back to that place. You digitalized a very old school consumer behavior method of purchase. Yeah. Um, I think I spoke a bit too much about it, but can you just, you know, chime in a little bit on that? Sure. So, you know, direct to consumer is, is what's the, the, what the future is and, and what everyone is currently doing. And if COVID taught us anything, it's, you're going to purchase a lot online, mm -hmm. whether it's your groceries, your high end clothes, whatever it might be. Um, the idea came two years ago. Uh, I wanted to find something that's a passive uh, buying behavior, which is sirwalu fanila. It's something that you almost wear every day because under the thobe you wear sirwalu fanila. Uh, wanted to innovate a bit with it, make it look smarter because once you go back home, you actually lounge in it and relax in it. You're wearing it day and night, really. Yeah, and it, you know, what we currently have doesn't look very appealing. Mm -hmm. So innovated with the material and with the kind of structure of it to look more appealing. And that's how the idea came about. Created a very simple website uh, for, for people to order from. We don't have a store. Uh, other, other places have stores, and that's the majority of their businesses. And, you know, they've, they've transitioned online, but that's not what their, their, their bread and butter is okay. based on. And you're purely on, you know, no, online. no brick and mortar whatsoever, no. completely online. Yes. Healthy Home is the second company that you launched a few years ago. Yes, sir. So Healthy Home is a, is a sanitation business uh, based out of Dubai. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a service I used to use when I was there. And really, like both businesses, Sirwalu Fenila and Healthy Home, are things that I use or I would buy. And, and I think it's very important. Uh, and I'm not trying to be uh, necessities. a business guru, but yeah. I think it's important if you go into a business, it's something that you would use. Yeah. To, to be able to sell it. So it's a home sanitation and office sanitation business. Uh, created a joint venture with a company in Dubai. Started operations in 2018. Uh, launched in Jeddah first. 
it was it was really exciting. Uh, launched in Riyadh end of 2019, and we're soon to launch in Shirgi, inshallah. That's awesome, covering the three major uh, regions of Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And there is an awareness, there's, there's, um, there's growth, surely, in that. People are becoming more aware, perhaps even more hygienic uh, after COVID. Yeah, so it catapulted the business. Um, because when we first launched, there was a lot of educational part. Why would you bring a company to do your sanitation? You're cleaning the house. It doesn't mean you're dirty or anything. It's just an extra step that you take. After COVID, people are more receptive to the service. And I'm sure now when people think, let's sanitize my home, it's, it's the healthy home that comes to mind because you've, you know, you've created a footprint for yourself that's two years old. So in a way, COVID um, you know, happened, at, happened at quite an ideal time for you. You have winners and losers, all right, yeah. in, 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 in anything. The, uh, the online space, you know, pharmaceutical, medicine, all that took off during COVID. The tourism food business. and transportation business kind of, you know, went to shit. Yeah. Food uh, business is food business booming through the roof. It's uh, it's it's really nice to see that there are some people that have benefited from this amongst the chaos and, you know, the disaster of it all. Honestly, listen, everyone got hurt uh, in some way or another, including yeah. sanitation businesses, because still during COVID, you're not going to let strangers into your home Correct. To, to do the sanitation. So we all got hit hard. Um, but you know, just as you, you want to put a positive spin on it, you come out, you, you know, you go back and, and fix your papers all over again and see how you can become more efficient mm -hmm. to run the business and whoever survives, survives, whoever doesn't hopefully pivots into something that's profitable. You've also suffered something that I've suffered from, but I think you have suffered from it to a, to a bigger degree being heart issues. Yeah. Um, is that something that stemmed from anxieties, um, panic attacks, or was that something that you've had for a longer time? So I didn't know I had that issue until I got a panic attack. Uh, and actually, I got it uh, while traveling. So when I came back, I went to see all these different doctors and what's going on, not understanding that, you know, panic attacks could stem from stress and anxiety and depression and all of these things. Well, how, what did you, how did you interpret it when you had your first, did it feel like? I felt like I was dying. Dying, yeah. yeah, yeah. Heart attack. It's scary. But you know, just to, for a second, just to deviate from that point, there are so many things that they don't teach us in school. Um, and one of them, I mean, you know, we can have another episode about what they should be teaching us in school and they don't. But one thing that they don't teach us about that we know nothing about until it smacks us in the face is anxieties, is panic attacks, you know? Because if I knew what, it, what the sensation was like, I, it my first one probably wouldn't have lasted as long. I would have known how to tackle it. I would have, you know, told myself some, you know, assuring things to, to, to recognize that this is not the end of my life. This is something called a panic attack and it, and it will pass. Yeah. And you'll actually feel quite good after it because the, the rush of adrenaline through your system just makes you know you feel like you ran a marathon when it's all said and done but at the time nobody can convince me that it didn't feel like death yeah yeah it's I, mental health in general yeah. is something that's not uh, spoken of but now a lot of people are speaking about yeah, it yeah it's becoming right. an open subject uh, funny story um when i first you know we're sitting with friends and i talk about like my anxiety uh what medication i took uh to deal with it and all of these things Adi, you know, you know, you're talking with friends. I got approached by two other people 
later. I'm talking about one of the nights back in like six years ago. Okay. Uh, and two of my friends called me and they're like, you know what? I'm actually going through the same thing. Can you help me out? And, you know, you would not know uh, that they're going through that. But once you speak about it, yeah. and you normalize relate. it and, you know, there's no shame At in all. being human. Absolutely not. And you actually feel a lot better when you, when you do discuss it. Women empowerment. Super excited about that. Ten years ago, it would have been borderline unheard of for women to be in the workplace. Uh, no, just driving around and seeing that, you know, there, there are women driving around yeah. you is, is super exciting. You know, them being an equal of us. They is are. groundbreaking. They are equal. And that's really, but ten years ago, you know, there was, a, there was a stigma about men are here and women are here. Today, that stigma is, is neutralized. Yeah. It's not even there. And, um, and when it's all said and done from, you know, the progress that has happened in the past five years, that's top for me. In, you know, in terms of like real net gain, women. Um, so, so the progress of where we're going as a country is, uh, is, is really incredible. You know, who would have thought, you know, cinemas, women driving, um, just the, 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 the changes that we saw and the pace that we saw them at is uh, nobody could have, nobody could have foreseen. I think, I think this is what the country needed, a big shock, yeah. you know, to, 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 to bring it to where it is right now. Yeah, we're in a good place. Is, it's beautiful. I like where we're going. Yes, um, sir. You, uh, you of course, um, have become a father before you actually became a father. Yeah. You are, you know, the ultimate father figure to to your nephew. And, and I take note of that because I have a son, uh, three years old, a little younger than your uh, nephew, Hamoudi. And it's um, there's nothing quite fulfilling like, y- you know, supporting, being there, teaching. It's uh, it really puts us. I mean, looking at you right now, there is a smile imprinted on your face. That just screams it's a rewarding situation. He's, he's hilarious, honestly speaking. Such a good boy. Um, it's, it's, it's a difficult responsibility. Uh, you know, uh, so my sister is a single mom. Um, she's bringing up a beautiful boy. Uh, you know, you pitch in when you can pitch in. Um, but it's very fulfilling to see that, you know, you're helping raise uh, a young person into someone that's funny, someone that's, you know, independent in their personality. It's just a really beautiful thing to see. Yeah. Really, is. really. And we're, we're, we're more friends, you know. He's, 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 almost, he's six now? He's seven. He's seven. He's almost eight. So he's, he's starting, he was supposed to start first grade, I, I guess, this uh, um, fall. Is it? It's so, yeah, first, six, seven yeah, is first, first grade. First grade. Shalama, These new systems, they call it EY, I don't know what, and yeah. YEB. Oh, no. yeah. I'm not used to that. Is he at the British school? He's at Noon, which is a noon. Swedish system. And all Arabic. All Arabic, uh, some English. Yeah. My aunt uh, founded that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Su- super proud of her. It's she's, beautiful. she's amazing. And it's all in Arabic, uh, old school Arabic. Fusha, isn't Fusha. it? Fusha. Yeah. So Hamoudi doesn't say, Ana Urid. Yeah, Urid Aruh al Kharij. I don't even know how to say it. So it's proper classical Arabic. What I love is that. Whenever there's an incident, an unfortunate incident, there was, there was an unfortunate incident uh, on London Bridge six or seven months ago. Um, when the news broke, you had a camera, you had like six or seven people with their phones filming what had happened. News broke, hashtag global, before Sky News or BBC yeah. made the scene for them to put their spin on what happened. Yeah. So it tells you that the individual media person, me and you on the street with our iPhones or Samsungs, 
are much stronger than corporations. Hundred uh, percent. You know, news corps being being there for the. So there's something to say about what the future holds in terms of news coverage, where everyone is a journalist. Your phone is your weapon nowadays. Mm-hmm. Anything bad happens, you take a video. For good or bad. Anything good, you're taking a video. I mean, in our country, maybe not all countries, but in our country, social media really helped it. It brought uh, a sense of transparency to uh, to to things. You know, anything that is 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 good or bad will trend on Twitter. Um, I think we're the Are we uh, per, top users? User, user per person? We're, we're definitely in the conversation. Okay. I know... Uh, you, uh, I don't have Twitter. You don't? I don't. You got to get on it. If for no other reason, just check out the tr- just check out what's being discussed, the top 10 topics being discussed every day. That's the equivalent of opening the newspaper 20 years ago. Yeah. So just to have a pulse on what's happening. Now, many people will say, avoid the news altogether. If it's important enough, it'll find you. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I, I, I chase news too much. I, I got to check what's happening two or three times a if day. It, if it, I mean, if your consumption doesn't uh, affect your mental state and all of that, then chase it. Fair, fair play. How do you feel about marriage? Is it something you want to do one day? Um, not at the moment. No? Not no. on your mind? No. When the time's right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy being... You're not saying no or, or yes? I'm not saying no or yes. Right now, today, no. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm too busy with uh, my 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 job or, or my work. Uh, I don't have capacity mm. to do that right now. Not mentally, uh, not physically, not financially. It'll take up a lot of your time. Yeah, I, I don't think I have that. Especially with kids. I'm, ha- I'm happy with my four cats. Mm-hmm. They're already uh, a handful. Yeah, you're allowed four cats in, in our religion as you're allowed four wives. Four wives. <laughs> Make sure you don't get that fifth. <laughs> We're in trouble. That's a different story. <laughs> Looking back uh, on a on a Mo Muharrag at the age of 2021. Oh, my God. If you can like send a message, send a, send a text or WhatsApp to him that we had it back then, um, you know, a line or two, what advice would you give your younger self um, of, of 10, 12 years ago? Um, wow, that's... Uh, I know it's 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 a heavy question. Uh, I mean, listen. One one thing is that everything works out. Really, everything really does. Uh, I would uh, I would tell myself to actually uh, not worry too much, because I'm a huge worrier and I exaggerate things in my head. Did you obsess about perfection? Yeah. So I would I would tell myself actually go and work on yourself. Go see someone, a therapist, or to start dealing with those issues at that age. Therapy is underrated. Yeah, I go, I go to therapy every Monday. It's an, it's an incredible release. That's something else that should be discussed in schools, along with uh, um, what was the first one we said? Yeah, panic attacks, anxiety, the importance uh, of compound interest. So, so many things. And financial, therapy. financial uh, acumen. Yeah. Uh, Saving, investing, mm-hmm. not how geography. to achieve how to achieve financial freedom is that discussed in any economics or business important. class that I've taken. Super important. You know, you'd have to go to Tony Robbins for that. They don't uh, teach you in school. I know, I know. How, how you know? But he'll he'll cover the basics for you to then make a decision that you want. I'll I'll recommend someone else. Okay, Al Khas. Al Khas. Yeah, no, super important, definitely. I mean, because therapy means not leaving things in, and when you leave things in, uh, that's when you eventually one day blow up. Yeah. In in and which translates to a panic attack. Panic attack. Yeah. 
um, for crucial element. Absolutely. <clears throat> Anything you want to close with more? Wallahi, Shuf, uh, thank you so much for including me. It's my first podcast. Um, I hope it goes well. I hope, uh, you know, uh, whoever listens to this will get one or two takeaways or just enjoy listening to our voices. Uh, it's, uh, listen, podcasts are like art, you know? You interpret it the way you want to interpret yeah. it. Yeah. Unless there is like a clear message that you're sending or a topic, to, you know, to, I'm going to teach you how to do an income statement. This yeah. is not, I don't think this is what it is. What this is, this is a conversation between friends and... Uh, yeah, I had no idea where this was going to go. <clears throat> Obviously, I told you that I want to change the perception um, and the impression that people have on Saudi Arabia through the voice of a man on the street to another man on the street. But obviously, it's not going to be the only uh, you know thing that people are going to get out of it. It's going to be a discussion. I don't know where it's going to go. But um, I think we should start introducing eating while we uh, <laughs> while we podcast. To talk about the food, <laughs> yes, and to introduce our local delicacies, local delicacies to the world. It's been a pleasure having you, Mo. Thank um, you, Mo. Hopefully, you can come check in with us when we uh, reach episode fifty. But I'd love to have you back, talk about uh, you know where the country is uh, when we check in again, where your businesses are, and um, you know hopefully maybe you'd be married with a couple of kids. Yalla, who knows. He's single, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and uh, he's into uh, cat raising and bird watching. And uh, <laughs> he's a great father. Ask, uh, ask Hamoudi. Thank you, Mo. Thanks Allah. so much for your time, Mo. It's my pleasure. And really. um, we'll see you soon. Inshallah. Checking out. Thank bye you. Bye. bye.